sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water... Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? David Burtwistle from Netflix's number one TV show, Too Hot to Handle, joins the boys today. It's an awesome one, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. So 237 coming hot at you guys and so 236. And I'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator Alex Toss Me the Rock Tosopolis. Offensive coordinator Nikki Snacks. Is at home on quarantine, but he's calling in via Zoom. And you heard it in the introduction. We have David Burtwistle of Netflix's too hot to handle joining the boys today, and it is an awesome show. Yeah, I mean, I think for anyone who doesn't know what Too Hot to Handle is, mm. if you have a Netflix account, it's the number one show on Netflix right now. It's a reality TV show, eight episodes. Basically, people are handpicked, very good-looking people, put on this handsome. island. They're all single. Yeah. They're all put on this island, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, they think they're going to have a good time, maybe some hooking up, some drinking, some working out, whatever it is, just being beautiful people, and then this bomb gets dropped on them. There is an Alexa-like figure, a.k.a. Lana, who tells them- Dildo-shaped, almost, to insinuate. Yeah, who tells them that they no longer can have any type of, of sexual contact, kissing, no touching- no touching of the hair or face. No touching of the hair or face. <laughs> nice little Anchorman reference for the next month that they're there. Um, awesome show. Really, really fun. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. You but, have to watch it. But David Burtwistle, um, one of the members on that show. Nice. Such a nice guy. Very nice. Top lad, as very, you would say. Yeah, he's very, very top lad. Um, yeah, it's a great show, though. We had a lot of fun. We talk about what David's up to now about yeah. the about the show um, being released mm-hmm. during quarantine, which is super cool, and about you know his uh, his time as a fitness instructor, fitness instructor in the world today. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool. It's really really good stuff, guys. Let's get into so it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Our interview with Too Hot to Handle's David Burtwistle. Enjoy. All right, you heard it in the introduction. We got David Burtwistle from Too Hot to Handle joining the boys today on the podcast. David, how you doing, man? Hey guys, yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Too hot to handle was listen, there's been a lot of things that have come out during this quarantine. But I've never I haven't seen a show take our house by storm. And that's that's including Tiger King. In our house, 
everyone was on this. One of our roommates was obsessed with this show. It might have been his favorite show of the entire year. Reality TV, any kind of TV included. And I was talking in a British accent for days afterwards to the annoyance of everyone in the house. Not in a good one. Um, so this is, this is a show that's taken everyone by storm. Uh, How did it come about? How did you get on this thing? Because it's pretty wild. Yeah, it was, for me, it started a long time ago, right? So I got first approached by uh, someone that was working for the production company in London in October 2018. Whoa, 2018. Wow. Yeah, because we filmed it this time last year. Okay. Oh, wow. So definitely not a quarantine show. <laughs> it was literally like it's so by chance that wow. at this point, like it's completely unplanned that it was being released at this point because of the situation. Like nothing to do with that at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's crazy. So like I got I got uh, like a DM. Someone slid into my DMs on Instagram like a year and a half ago, and they're like, "Hey, David, um, we love your profile." would you be up for talking? We've got this new show coming out. Uh, we want you to be a part of, uh, but I can't tell you what the concept is. I can't tell you who it's for. All I can tell you is it's going to be awesome. I was like, huh? <laughs> Wait, they didn't even tell you it was for Netflix. No. Oh my God. <laughs> so you have to just go up, ride by the seat of your pants on this one. Man, like they literally, the information that they had, because it was all under NDA, right? Like yeah. we had huge NDAs, so I couldn't say anything to anyone. And they couldn't tell me anything until I had like filed all the necessary paperwork. So um, what I was told is that it was for a major worldwide streaming service. Okay. Now you can kind of like put two and two together and figure it out what you think that might be. So I was like, well, it's either going to be Netflix or Amazon or maybe YouTube. Yeah. Because I do make an original content. Yeah. And if it's a really like, rock bottom show, it'll be Hulu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Let me take a punt on this. Let's see. Let's find out some more information. So I had like an interview over, um, over the phone for like 10 minutes and then a Skype interview. Um, and then they, found me really funny i think i i like dance they were like can you dance i said no i can't dance at all they went perfect can you dance for us at the moment i was like straight in at the deep end so yeah like did that then went in and had a couple of meetings with them face to face in the london office um and yeah kind of just got held held pulled along for a while because obviously they don't you don't get anything confirmed. Yeah. Right. Like nothing and even like even after everything's signed and you're out ready to go in, you might not go in. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. how many times have you heard of people that have done done things or got ready and then like they never actually make it onto the show. Yeah. So at what point did they tell you that you were going to this island and you were like, Oh, okay, this is gonna be sick? Um, it was about it was like a month before I went. Okay. They were like, okay, we want you to go like start making the necessary arrangements to take time off work. Mm. So I started to do that, but they still weren't, it still wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm like speaking to my job, like, okay, so I need to take a month off. What? But I might also not need to take a month off. And your job's like, okay, like so confused by it. <laughs> Um, can you tell us more information? And I'm like, okay, I can tell you certain pieces of information, but I, I also am bound by this NDA, so we can't really divulge much. Anyway, they were really nice about it. I was working for an F45 gym in London at the time, and they were the owners were really, really sweet and really accommodating, and um, they gave me the opportunity to go in and do it. And then, yeah, arrived, and everything went really well. Now, initial thoughts. I know Love Island is huge in the UK. When you get to, when you get to the the island there, are you just thinking, "Oh my God, I just got on Love Island"? It's almost <laughs> looking exactly the same, right? It, it looks. It look. Yeah, I think like aesthetically, it looks quite similar from when mm-hmm. you first look at the show. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's just the key. The key key difference is in like right away, you've got this multinational 
cost. Yeah. Right. You know? Which right. I think is a really interesting draw that everyone loves that, you know, you get people from all over the world. Yeah, we love that as well because it gave us a great opportunity to like talk about some of the similarities we have, but also some of the cultural differences between mm -hmm. English speakers, right? Which was really like, that was a fun thing to have, like to teach Bryce what banter was. That was a good, good day. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure, dude. They're just going through the, I mean, I have a bunch of British friends when I first met them, just sitting down with them and they were all older at the time too. And they're, te and they're teaching me like I'm a toddler, like all this stuff in their language and like, no, no, this is how you say it. And then when you go up to a girl, do this. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll do that. I was like 17. I was like, and just following any word they said, uh, and it's just so different. I mean, so you guys get there and none of you even know each other. So it's not like it's like the bachelor where things are announced and we all know the cast and we all know who's done this and kind of everyone could kind of meet each other beforehand. No one knows what everyone's in the same boat, so to speak. No one knows what's going on and you all kind of get planted on this Island. Do you meet each other or do they have you separated at first and explain to you what's about to happen? Like, how does that go down? So in the first episode where you see everyone walk in. Yeah. That is the first time that we all meet. Okay, wow. That's the first time that anyone sees anyone. Like, they did such a great job of keeping us all apart. Yeah. And we were, obviously, we had to fly in to where it was being shot and stay there for a couple of days beforehand and do some stuff, like some interviews and some pre-recording things. And they were, they had us all in different hotels. So like we weren't even in the same hotel being trying to get thrown around. They were like, no, you can't see each other. You can't even think about if you maybe saw someone mm -hmm. like we we're in, on, along like a 10, 15 mile stretch. So yeah, they were really good at keeping us apart. And then when we came in, like, I walk in with Harry, you know, we're stood next to each other, ready to go in blindfolds on. And they're like, okay, take your blindfolds off. Keep your eyes shut. So we're there like stood like next to each other. Can't look at each other. And then we have to like walk in. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I look up and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, he's like six foot six. Oh, the worst, dude. It is the worst. Yeah, it's the worst, dude. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm six foot tall. And I walked down and I was like, Kels is six six, Matt's six five, Harry's six five. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, that's How why they gave you Sharon. And then Sharon. <laughs> yeah, they taking one for the team though, right over right over there. I feel your pain, man. I'm I'm five eleven in cowboy boots. So like that that's like on a week that's on a weekday. Uh, <laughs> man, that's so that's so wild that they kept you so far apart and you guys just I mean they capture so many natural reactions on the show, I guess, in that case. Nothing can be really staged there. How long did it take you to watch the show when it came out? I was actually quite calm. Like I was speaking to some of the other cast and they watched the whole thing uh, in like, like back to back without breaks. They wow. just went to the next, the next, the next. It's pretty so manageable. Did so did I. Is that what you did as well? Yeah, no, I really did. I, and I'm not, listen, let me tell you something. I'll, I'll shoot you straight. I, I'm not like a reality. We watch it pretty much back to back. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a reality TV junkie. You know, I used to, I mean, Jersey Shore, sure, you know, because that's like a rite of passage in America. You pretty much have to, it's like, that's like going to church on the Sundays, even though I'm Jewish, what I would imagine it to be. Um, so that's like a rite of passage. But other than that, nothing really. And it was just so manageable. I mean, all three of us, I think just like, you know, sloshed right through it. Um, it's just pretty enjoyable. And it takes such an interesting turn because at first it's like, all right, all these, you know, sexy people are kind of just, it's going to make a mating show, but then it gets wicked emotional. You kind of start the emotional train over there, dude. Yeah. It seemed like you were a little bit ahead of the game. I mean, your waterworks into like the second episode and everyone else is still like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was trying to pull the rest of the group along with me on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It was cool. It was intense. Like there was, there was, um, I think like you touched on a point earlier, how, how, how everyone's kind of response and reaction seemed genuine. Yeah. And like, I think that's one of the main things that made this so appealing and, and why so many people have like, resonated with it is yeah. because the like 95% of what you see is like a first genuine reaction. Like there, there was very little that was kind of like set up. It yeah. was very much like kind of just let yourselves go. You know, mm -hmm. obviously they want to capture certain moments and um, we need like cameras in the right place in order to do that. 
but like what they do is if they heard us kind of talking about stuff they'd be like okay guys just don't talk about that like it's great what you're about to talk about but just hold on let's get stuff set up and then we'll have that conversation mm -hmm. and then you guys can just have the conversation yeah so it was like really a case of we want you to go over there talk to them say this da 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 like wasn't scripted in that sense at all nice it was just sort of like like actually being able to capture it properly and i think that was what made it so authentic so yeah was totally. it interesting to like you know something happened and then you get the kind of the one-on-one -on -one interview with the camera and you're talking about it in the whole process of the show was that something that made like the reflection of yourself and your actions like like you're saying it out loud was it almost like a therapy session like it kind of seemed like it yeah, 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 it was. It was actually like, I think back and, and the whole experience was basically like a month of therapy. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we, would, we would do some stuff and then we would then talk about the stuff that we just did. And then we'd go into the, the kind of booth and talk to the camera in like an interview style. Yeah. And you then reflect on it again by yourself in like a space where you could just it's like a diary right so you just like a, a journal writing your thoughts in, in that but instead of writing it we were talking to the camera so it was very very much allowed me especially to <clears throat> understand what was going on and like process mm. stuff which i thought was really really contrasting because like most guys i find that we don't really do that very often no like journaling is not really a thing that most guys do like we bury and, it yeah exactly we bury shit we're like it's like pain happens and then you go out with the boys and get pissed like you have beers you know what i mean you don't like lads can you just come around and like talk about this shit? <laughs> like we don't do <laughs> totally you know what i mean no, yeah yeah and, like, even if like guys come over it's like hey can you come over uh it's like okay something bad's happened right i remember something bad happened and nothing wrong with it something bad happened to me a couple years ago and they just come over but like with the, everyone's got like a little six pack of beers, like we're going to get drunk and like, you know, piss this thing away, not like talk about it, you know, in a sense, it's very everyone, especially dudes. I mean, girls, it's a little more, it's a little different, but guys always keep it buried down. So I'm sure that was a little bit freeing for you to finally be allowed to encourage to be like, Hey, how do you feel about the whole thing? Even if it's not like so deep and intense, just like even a positive way. Yeah, it was actually, um, it was, it was a massive catalyst in my life like the experience was a huge catalyst because yeah. being put in that environment where they are suggesting okay let's get you talking about this talk about your feeling about that and process it and understand it instead of doing exactly what you just said and like bringing the boys around and um distracting yourself yeah so that's what guys usually do we distract ourselves with other things like you know your girlfriend's just been a bitch what's the first thing you do like fucking dm some other girl that's like your side chick to distract yourself from the fact that your girlfriend has just hurt you do you know what i mean like yeah. that's the guy thing to do but the the show mate like we couldn't do that obviously <laughs> and uh, and uh it meant that we talked about things instead yeah so, yeah, totally. so we actually understood what was going on and like my emotional maturity i suppose increased because i became more aware of like my feelings and what was actually going on for sure i was uh how did you feel and if you've talked to the other castmates that'd be cool to hear about this um how did you feel about the show coming out during quarantine and i think like it kind of feels like the the per the, like the perfect time right because now everyone's in their own space and like the only thing we're thinking about is like self-reflection and like what we're doing with our lives and like what we're going to do when this all lifts like how do we how do we get better in here so that when it all, you know, the quarantine lifts, we can go out there and be a better person? I wish they threw the 100K prize on us not having any sexual contact for our house. I'd be oh so gosh. rich right now. <laughs> That'd be so amazing right now. Yeah, dude, I I was a little bit nervous, to be honest. I think yeah. that the, the show coming out, first and foremost, I was nervous about the show coming out anyway because, of course, you know, it's... It's an unknown. Yeah, you don't know how it's going to be received. No. Yeah, they, you, you never know how they're going to paint the picture of you and what's going to come out, what's not. You know, they could show some things that, you know, weren't really, you know, there that that, that seemed to be there. But I think they panned you in the perfect light. I think that you were the most likable character on the show. I think we could all say that. 
Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah. not to like toot your heart. Most genuine out of all the people there for some reason. And, yeah, and, it was like, a, it was a good shake. One of my roommates, to be honest with you, wanted more drama out of you, but I said no. We need a nice guy on this thing to start off, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get it sorted. I mean, but I will say before we get into it, Dave, I think one thing a nice thing they did was, and I think what made it so so great and so natural and genuine was they painted everyone in such a good light. Or they painted the picture at the beginning of what everyone was like, whether it was like an exaggerated version, you know, um, and then they allowed you guys, and it was natural, and you really saw like how everyone changed you know, in themselves versus being forced to change. You and saw if they didn't person. change, they left. So, And you could tell by the end of it, yeah, by the end of it, like whether you guys are, like, you know, friends with them in reality or not, like that's not, not even of consequence. It's okay, these people are on just a different wavelength, you know? Yeah. And did, was, that, was, that, was that very tangible for you guys? Were you able to, were you able to see people's changes, like, you know, kind of right, right as we saw them in a sense? Yeah, definitely. Like, Obviously, you guys are seeing a sped up version, so yeah. it's more obvious to you guys. It seems more dramatic because it's the contrast in a short space of time. Mm -hmm. But um, for us, like we could, it was clear. Like you could see it from like the way that Sharon was interacting with Rhonda at the start versus at the end. Like that was clear to us as well. And like I think one of the clear ones that I could see was Bryce. Like Bryce walks in. And like, guys, I'm not gonna lie. We were like, who the fuck is this bloke? Like, <laughs> who created this guy? Like, he must be a presenter or an actor or some random bloke. I'm like, what? No one talks like that. Yeah. And uh, all the guys were like, this. He's got to be a mole. We thought he was a mole. <laughs> it's like some like a rat well, in look, there. We're all LA guys, and like, we've met a hundred of those guys. Like yeah. every time you go out, you meet, you meet a hundred of what Bryce was at the beginning of the show. But it, it would not surprise me if we've met Bryce before. <laughs> <laughs> we've definitely been at the same outing as him for some sure. capacity. For sure. Yeah, he was a real character, like someone I'd never come across before in my life. And um, I think because the lads had already been on a bit of a like a journey, we'd been there for like a couple episodes. He came on episode three, right? So, yeah. Um, like we'd been there for a bit of time, and we'd had a chance to bond. And we were all like bought into the process. And then Bryce comes in and he's like, oh, don't worry about it, guys. I'll get you all the money back. Like, I'm here to have sex with girls. I fuck every day. And we're like, no, mate. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we're really Don't do that. Don't, that's going to lose us a boatload of money. Yeah. Kells is just staring him down. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. That that's like, that's he's like, huge. yeah. How did anybody do anything with that guy on the watch? Like, I would have been right. like, I would have fallen in line, dude. Yeah, I would have been like, dude, whatever you want me to do, I got you, baby. I'll be your little enforcer. I'm, I'll, I'll help you out. Don't you worry, man. Uh, did, yeah, he's a big man. Hey. Six foot six. He's like, like like 120 kilos as well. So he's like, oh, like, my goodness. Massive, yeah. Um, I don't know. The, yeah, I don't know the kilo system, but that sounds massive. <laughs> like times it by 2.2. 2, so oh, like Jesus. It's a linebacker. Speaking yeah, of yeah, American yeah. football. Yeah. Wow. He plays linebacker, I think. I think he's a linebacker. He plays for um, like a UK-based American football team. Oh, that's, oh, wow. Yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Check out the highlight reel. Yeah, yeah they won the, um, the European the European competition like two years ago. That's wow. That's awesome. So you so guys you keep in touch with all these, these, these folks now on the outside world, yeah? Yeah, man. We're all still in touch. Like, I think that was probably one of the best things about it is that because the purpose of the show was relatively positive, we all developed friendships in the group anyway. Mm -hmm. So like we're all in touch. Like I spoke to Kels this morning on the phone. Was it, that's great. Was it, was it tough not being, cause you can't really do anything for a year like with each other that out and about and no one knows what's happening. So it's like to us, we don't even know, you know, you guys may not even exist in a sense. Right. And you also, but you also still can't communicate with each other because it's coming out and it took a year. Was that a little tough? Yeah, you had to be specific with what what you could do. So, like, we couldn't post anything on social media, right? So, like, people can't, like, draw conclusions and put two and two together. Mm -hmm. Like, we, some of us would hang out. And, like, I, I met up with uh, the people I could. Like, I actually went to L.A. and saw Bryce and saw Matt and uh, Madison and Lydia. And Kels came out as well. We went to Vegas. Like, we did that once because no one knew who we were, right? So, it didn't right. matter. And we just didn't post anything on social. So no one could connect the dots. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, we had, 
we couldn't tell like none none of my friends really knew that i'd done it like i could only tell a couple of people that i'd even done it because bro netflix are tight with when it comes to contracts netflix have you on lock <laughs> no yeah they they don't they don't seem like they're a fuck around business just I'm, no. they're the most confusing business in the world to me um but they they seem like they don't mess around and so they lock you guys you only told a couple friends but everyone just thinks you disappeared for a month and that's it and you're back like the truth so obviously i mean i in london i'm kind of part of the london fitness community so like i, I, have, I know a lot of people that own different gyms and like do stuff on social media and things yeah. like that and um i just kind of like put up a post one day and it's it basically said like off on another adventure and that was it that was and then it you got and then you went cold for a month yeah <laughs> and then i went cold for a month on on social because that's like i was away for that long and uh and then i came back and literally everyone was like where did you go what happened i thought you were dead like people were like really unsure and i was just like my brother lives in sydney so i just said to everyone i was like oh, i just went to see my brother in sydney i wanted a digital detox just don't worry about it some people bought it some people did not, but what am I going to do? I had to just keep it quiet. And then, yeah. and then the trailer comes out and then the DMs start going off. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I went to Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is fucking Australia, you bastard? Like, thanks, thanks yeah. for the invite. Did you, did you ever anticipate being on a reality show? Was that ever in the cards for you? Was that something you ever thought about? Or kind of just, was it really just out of the blue? It's something that like... It's tricky because <clears throat> reality shows have a bit of a, there's a stigma. Totally. And especially like you go on the wrong one and you are fucked when it comes to a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the thing that at the start when they were being so cagey about the details, I had to basically double check. I was like, guys, I, I, like, I'm up for having some fun and like creating something, but it has to be positive. It has to have some sort of thing that's good about it. Because if it's Aggie, if there's loads of drama, I will just leave because I don't want that as like what people think of me. You know, I can't have that as a reputation. You're trying to build but, a brand, man. Like, I mean, now you're, you, you, you have your own fitness thing going. You can't be attached with like negative energy in a sense. Because that though there is, you know, I'm sure you as you know, there's like a mental aspect to the physical aspect. Yeah, there has to be a positive light. You can't just be you can't just come back out in the world and have this negative energy painted around you. Totally get that. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> like I'd had Love Island approach me a couple of times about doing that. Like I never did it, um, obviously. And um it just didn't feel like the right thing to do. But then this opportunity came up and I was like, ah, oh, this is a, a, it's a little bit different as in it's not Love Island. It's on a streaming service, which I assumed I was like, it's probably Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be brilliant because like the viewership is just so big. It's right. multicultural, it's multinational. And Netflix has got such a good reputation. This has the opportunity to be something really good. Yeah. So yeah. I just like hedged my bets a little bit. But it wasn't like a goal. I, I set my life up to not need something like this in order to do what made me happy. Like I had a successful fitness business anyway, coaching clients all around the world as it was. Like it's not that I needed something like this to, I don't know, make myself happy. It's just like opportunities come along sometimes. And I firmly believe that opportunities, some of them only come along once. Yeah. You should try stuff because then you know, okay, either... I've learned something or I've become successful at this thing. So it's a win-win either way. But if you have information from something else, you should use that in the decision-making process. So I knew Love Island or X on the Beach or The Bachelor, like that's not the thing for me. That's not what I want to put my name to. Yeah, totally. It's, it's a little too competitive. And if it doesn't shake your it puts you in a bad opportunity that you kind of have to get out of from the start. You kind of have to win the whole thing or look like a really good dude. It's very easy to look bad on those shows. Whereas a show like this, you could kind of, you, you really have to try to not look good. If you don't follow the rules, you won't look good. As long as you follow the rules of the show, you look great in a sense. Have you, what were some yeah, of the, what were some of the biggest takeaways for you that, that you've been able to translate to your, to your fitness business, to your everyday life? Obviously, you know, you've blown up just a little bit on social media. Um, but what has really helped you as like a trainer that you've taken away from the show? Because I'm sure you've gotten something and you've been able to infuse it into your business. 
Yeah, mate, definitely. Like the, I think that the biggest thing I've taken away from it um, that's directly applicable to to fitness is the psychological aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's the like, what's the main reason people do fitness? It's not because of like an actual physical thing. It's not that they want to actually be like faster or like fitter. It's they want to feel a certain way. Like it's a, it's an emotion. Yeah. And I think that as guys, we often try to become emotionless and we try to repress those emotions and actually if you if you like tap into them and you harness them then they're so much more powerful so like going through this process kind of made me see that in myself like some of the things that i've been repressing some of the things that i should like maybe tune into more because that's going to be what's made my life more powerful so that then i can tap into those and share them mm-hmm. and effectively i can then help other people do the same thing yeah so as far as you know most time most of the time someone will speak to me and they say okay i want to i want to lose weight i go okay cool instead of just going oh brilliant i've got a plan for you or i've got a guide that you can follow i go why do you want to lose weight and they go okay well i used to be slimmer and then i had like my kid and now i've put on some weight and i want to feel how i did then i go okay so why is it important for you to feel the way you did before you had your kid and they go oh because i felt confident and sexy and more i was getting more attention from guys they go okay cool so actually what you want is more attention from guys you want to feel more confident you want to feel more self-aware and that's the feeling that you're craving Mm -hmm. so when you're struggling with motivation it's not that you're struggling with motivation to go to the gym. It's just you've kind of lost track and lost sight of the reason why. Yeah. And it's buried, you know, and it's the same for guys. We, we, well, we often surface layer shit, whereas we actually, if we go like a little bit, a little bit deeper, then it becomes way more powerful. And I think like the show just allowed me <clears throat> to have the confidence in myself to do that with myself. So that then I can kind of help other people do the same thing mm-hmm. because truth is that like, I, I never really had the self-confidence to do that kind of stuff because I've never really been around men that do it. There's very few men that do it because it's yeah. a pretty wonderful place to, to be, you know, we're kind of, we're not really shown that as an option and we kind of just like go through life doing all this surface layer shit. Whereas actually, as soon as we go harder and deeper, then things actually become way more beneficial for us. So that's probably it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so true. It's just, I mean, it got, it's a lot of the stigmas that we associate with, like you know, the mental and body image and all that stuff. Many people associate it with you know the females, but it, it's just as prevalent with males, and you know, it just it just way less talked about. It's just guys are scared to talk about it. You know, so you've been able to app- applicate that to your to your male, you know, clients as well, which is super great to hear. Yeah, I feel like so yeah. many so many people like are working out, right? Like if guys are going to the gym or whatever, mm. it's because a lot of them, like if they're single, they want to look good, right? When yeah. they when they meet a girl or whatever it is. But like you're saying, it's like so much more than that. It's just like work out for your own self, like worry about what the person occur- like in the mirror thinks about you. And then take it elsewhere once you feel good about your own self. Like, I feel like they're seeking something else and going out and not, like, owning who they are first. So I, I thought that was really cool about, you know, because all the, all the guys on Too Hot to Handle are too hot. I mean, you guys are all shredded, ripped. But then, like, to see that y'all all grew was, like, that's something that's really, really cool. And, and even if people can't, you know, maybe they're not as big or – or, or muscular as you guys, they can they can associate and empathize with with that feeling. So that's something that was that was really cool about the show. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so as well. It was it was, it was and to see that you're bringing that into your you know your training now is really cool. And I mean, like we obviously like we looked on your Instagram and, and saw what was up and like what you're doing right now. And like you're a mental coach just as much as you're a physical coach. Super cool. Which is great to see. It's good to see Thanks, us. God. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. It was, it was wicked cool. Have you always, how long have you been a fitness instructor? Have you always wanted to be one? Was that, was that like a, the life goal? Or when did that hit? No, it's crazy. Like, so I played rugby um, when I was younger and I was pretty good. Like I, I played for England when I was like under 16. So like youth rugby. Yeah. Um, and then I was in an academy, which I was kind of like 
tip to go pro, but unfortunately he had a really bad knee injury and that kind of ruined the chances. So the thing is like I had these experience, like I'd had experience being coached by like some of the best fitness coaches in rugby. And so I kind of just like, oh, well, I've got all this knowledge now. Let's kind of build on that. So I went to university to study strength and conditioning and then came out of university with this degree. And I was like, oh, oh cool. What the, what the fuck do I do now? Like, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, cool. you get your diploma in the mail. You're like, uh, God, this is what do I do with this? Like hanging up on the wall. That's all I got, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I decided I didn't want to work in professional sport as a coach though. Yeah. That was something I realized. And I was like, okay, so if I can't do that, then the other option is people. So I started training people when I was like 21 and, um, then kind of like went through that, like my twenties coaching people. But the funny thing is that when I was like 23, I've been doing it for a couple of years and I was, th- I was thinking to myself, like, how am I going to make any money about this long-term? Like how, like, you know, say you're, say you work for like a successful big company, mm-hmm. you can start at the bottom and then like each year you may, might get a little pay rise or you might work your way up and you get a new job. And then there's like this ladder yeah. that you can climb with the aspiration of like whatever you want to be director or CEO or whatever it is. Yeah. In the fitness industry, there isn't really that ladder. Mm-hmm. Like you're a PT, you're a trainer. Maybe you get manager of the gym. So I kind of realized there's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this long term? I had like, I had a serious girlfriend at the time and I was like, I need to provide for my family. What if I have a son or a 23 years old? You're like, all right, guys, we got to buy a house. Where's the mortgage? (laughs) (laughs) Let's lock this thing down. Like, that's amazing. Uh, I was like trying to think about this long term. And I realized I was like, I'm not going to make enough money. So um, I went back to university and studied um engineering and um like i spent another four years doing an engineering degree and then like two years in instagram started to to do better i started to get more clients and i started to realize oh you can have a career in fitness industry you just have to build the ladder that you want to climb right you have to be your boss and then you have to be no and you have to have multiple sources of income and and i was like oh shit cool i've just spent like two years doing a degree i'm gonna use (laughs) yeah so i I continued and i did it and i finished the degree and i got it and it's up here on the wall where the other one is and i'm not using it though so i just like knuckled down and kept studying and learning more and realized i just have to build a business that that i can then scale and grow and and basically I, i have to do it my own you know, that's the, that's the key thing. Yeah. Well, good on you for realizing that though. And, and saying, okay, I'll finish the degree, but then I'll go back to doing the fitness thing. Cause that's what you want to do. You know, it's wicked easy to go. Okay. Uh, I want to do that, but you know what? It's too, it's too risky. I have to build my own ladder, be my own boss. Cause being your own boss sucks at times, you know, because it's so easy to go, you know what? I'll just do that later. And there's no one to be like, no, you got to do it now. You know, there's no one that says, cause no one gives a shit. Right. No, even if you work with other people, you could all be like just a couple of guys, but you know, we're all our own boss. We'll just do it later kind of situation. But good on you for saying, okay, I'd rather do this. And the engineering thing's always going to be there. Yeah. You can build a person and build a building now. So that's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly, <laughs> man. You could be, you're just the, the master builder over there, which is, su- which is super sweet to see. Um, do you know if they're doing another season of too hot to handle or they don't know, they don't tell you guys that. I don't know, mate, to be honest. I don't know. I can imagine that maybe, like, it's been pretty successful. So yeah. I would imagine they might want to try, but I have no idea. Yeah, that makes sense. So now you're just like a, an alumni of the, of the group. But you guys, what's like? what's it been like, you know, after the show? Do people recognize you kind of thing? Or has it still been like you gain a little popularity on Instagram, but you can still kind of have your own normal life in a sense? I'm sure in the fitness community, there's some banter going on with you and there's some ribbing and stuff, um, right? A little, little bit, but then is, are you more yeah. noted? Yeah. Do your friends give oh, you like, shit? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> what friends are for? Yeah. Like, as soon as I got my blue tick on Instagram, I got like a bunch of friends being like, all right, you blue tick wanker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. it's been fun. Like it's been fun. I, I like the, the kind of camaraderie and the jokes and, and all of that. Like it, it, 
it's kind of what guys do, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been different. Like I've not really had any um, craziness. I mean, I think you know we're in lockdown, so yeah, I've not been going to bars and I've not been like going to the gym and I've not been going to places where people would probably recognise me. It's like I'm going to my shop and buying groceries and no one's in there being like, oh my yeah. god, David. <laughs> like, yeah. No one's- there's like 10 people yeah, in there everyone, everyone's got a mask on yeah <laughs> which is great there's no yeah. one recognizing you. i feel the same way when i go to the grocery store i feel like if this was like a yeah. normal day people are like oh josh there you are what's going on like great to see you <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, it's, it's been all right it's interesting because i'm like you know I, I wake up every morning and like i'll see instagram and see how it's changed overnight and at the moment it's like you know 20 to thirty thousand people a day it's growing by right uh, sorry, overnight, not a day. It's growing by like fifty to sixty thousand a day, and I like check it, and I'm like, wow, that's a- <laughs> like, I'm like, how do you quantify that? Like, how it's not a real number. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, can't, you know, if you go to a stadium, like that's a hundred thousand people. You're like, wow, that's a hundred thousand yeah. people. Oh, it's a but lot. Then, but then you look on your phone, and it just says six, six. Like, I don't know what's at the moment. Maybe like six, eight, zero. I'm like, there's no emotion attached to the number. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not real. At the beginning, were you trying to like, were you trying to like DM everyone back? Like people were like commenting on your posts and stuff like that. Were you trying to like hit everyone back? And I imagine now it's just like, it's just too much. Like there's just no way, right? Like, so before the show came out, I was like, I'd reply to every comment. And I like if people DM me with a genuine comment, you know, like say I posted something about, mental health someone dm me being like oh, i need to tell you a story i'd always reply to that story right yeah because i if people are going to put the effort in with me to like share something then i should respect them and reply to them yeah and engage with them. that's a polite thing to do at the moment it's a little bit more tricky um because like it's instead of being maybe like 20 comments it's like 2000 so it, like as far as being able to actually the, the time in the day it's a little bit more tricky to, to yeah, respond definitely like on the comments you know someone if i wrote like i wrote a post the other day and like people were writing out decent replies like i went through and i'm like reply to everyone that wrote something that was like genuine engagement you know like yeah. if someone put a love heart or something like, i don't what the fuck do i i can't reply to that <laughs> thanks you know, like, it's like thanks like okay yeah what do you mean you hit him with a love heart right back like dude. a winky face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like why well, you why you d question mark take like, a step backward from the show <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i try and reply like if someone's put the effort in i'll do my best to reply to them like it is hard though and like dms is 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 impossible really but if someone comments then i do my best to, to reply to them yeah for sure because i think like People have kind of seen the show. They kind of have kind of got to know me a little bit. Yeah. And like, I feel now it's my 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 job to to show them there's more to me that yeah. they can get value. They can learn more stuff. They can like help their life get better. And I kind of want to help kind of grow that community of like-minded people who want more out of life, basically. Yeah, course, exactly. especially during a time like this where, you know, people are looking for motivation and people are looking for kind of a voice to help them get through this time, you know, like, you know, perfect inspiration of, you know, like a fitness coach kind of teaching them how to kind of go about their day when, you know, it's completely different, you know, a month ago or a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's been the, the craziest thing because this, this lockdown situation, it's like everyone's lifestyle is just like flipped, you know, and like, so many big changes happen for people in such a small space of time you know like you you might have your normal weekly routine where you get up you have your coffee uh you get in you get dressed get in your car drive to work do your work day maybe go to the gym on the way back come home eat some dinner chill with your missus or whatever it is whereas now that's all been shut and people are like well what do i do how do i spend my day what do i need to eat for breakfast can i exercise how do i exercise because my gym's shut and my classes aren't there like soul cycle is no longer running how do I do this? It's tough, so, man. That's like a million different questions and each one like adds a little more anxiety to everyone. And it's like, yeah, one, one way to deal with anxiety, go run. 
go, go work run, out. Run, like that. Can I go on a run though? It's like, can you do that? And it's like an easy excuse, like to say, no, I can't. I'm not yeah. supposed to go outside. It just had so many excuses. Fortunately, if I may share a little bit, I was like <laughs> subconsciously prepped for this whole thing. I bought a Peloton in August. I went oh, out and God. got well, yeah. And I also I got like in the corner of my room is like all these like little weights. It kind of looks like a prison. Like with all these like intense metal weights in the corner of my room, it just, it, it, it's like really no, like they're like they're like not they they were, they were, they cost money like they were not cheap weights, but they looked janky. They look very hard, like very they look like I'm very serious. You know what I'm saying? And clink clink clink. Yeah, they make sound when you lift them. And we were prepped for this. Like we got wicked lucky, just you know having all this stuff in the house. But even now, it's great to see. Do you do classes online for people? Are you have you jumped into like the live? Hey, I'm gonna do a live class for you guys. I kind of thought I saw something on your Instagram. We were doing that. Yeah, I I did a few when we started off, um, which was really cool. But then I had to kind of shut it down while, the, you know, the past couple of weeks just to kind of let things set a little bit. But I think I'm gonna start running classes again from next week. Maybe just like once a week, a free class. People can kind of jump in and they can see other people. I think like that's the important thing that when I was running the classes that I'm like, let's do it on zoom. Yeah. You know? So then everyone can see there's like a bunch of other people and they don't feel alone because it can be quite lonely at the moment. Can't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Totally. Do you teach group fitness in general? <laughs> I don't know at the moment. I used to, um, I did for a year. I taught at F45, which is like a um, functional fitness studio. Yeah. They have like loads of over the world. Um, expanding so fast so i did that for like a year and it was man it's crazy i like i'd, I'd get up at like five o'clock in the morning go to the gym teach like three classes back to back after having not eaten anything and um i don't know what it is like when i'm in a group of people my energy just like slowly rises and rises and rises and i'd be like get out of the gym and i'd be like bouncing off the fucking walls being like <laughs> high five everyone. yeah and like bouncing around the studio and singing to the music and shit and it was so fun like I kind of miss it, to be honest. Yeah, group fitness yeah. is great. One of my buddies who is actually, weirdly enough, the guy kind of looks like you. It's bonkers. He's like the American version. It's, dude, it's weird. I, I, it I, is really I, weird. I, I, I said to him, we were watching the show, I go, that is, he's a fitness instructor. He works at Barry's, does the same thing, 5 a.m. I'm like, next thing you, but it, he like loves it. Like you could see, it's a good, I mean, I, I taught fitness classes in college at our university to like the teachers. I taught, I taught kettlebell to the teachers for, for a year. <laughs> Yeah, right. Thank you. The guy over there is a nice group of people I work with, dude. Yeah, the, the, uh, but it's, there is a good joy and there is a good humor to it. And it's nice to see people. The best, I think the best part, I'm sure you could attest to this, is seeing people be able to relax and feel comfortable to work out. That's like the best because people are very uncomfortable, even if, even if they've done it with you multiple times, right? Even if they've been to your class multiple times, people are very uncomfortable at the start of class sometimes. So it's nice to see everyone relax, you know, as a coach. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest skills that you can have as a, as a fitness instructor of any kind is making people feel comfortable mm -hmm. because most people feel uncomfortable when they're exercising because they don't, they're not confident in the thing and they're constantly pushing themselves to a place where they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And so if you can make people feel like it's okay to be uncomfortable, then, then everything kind of settles down. And like when they know that you know how they're feeling as well, that like reciprocal emotion that's really really important and um that's one of the main things i, I kind of realized and why i put together um my my business endeavor yeah. because like the biggest thing is is mindset it's like the biggest res um like benefit i would get from coaching people would be seeing their mental shift mm -hmm. it'd be like seeing them achieve something and then like smiling and seeing them like their confidence go up and then that instead of like sitting like this they sit shoulders back chest up and they walk around feeling like they're the boss yeah <laughs> yeah it's cool yeah it's good to see a shift. It's, it's great i mean like, again like seeing a shift in somebody like to go back to the show like seeing a shift in people is you know it just automatically brings joy you can't help you know you could root for we could sit there at the top of the show and go okay i hope chloe says something bonkers i hope you know francesca and harry blow a boatload of money at every top of every episode probably thinking <laughs> the same thing you know i hope someone does this for something ridiculous that guy Corey, looks 
dangerous. He he came <laughs> on the beach. I'm like that guy's that guy's an issue. That that guy is gonna cause a problem and not care at all. Um, but then by the end of every episode, you're like, oh man, I'm so glad. Like wow, he's so different. And like I hope like Matt says more wisdom words because that guy was <laughs> just so just so. Wild. What were some of the most surprising moments that you saw out of yourself and people? That's a really interesting question. What was the most surprising moments? Um, like for you, even like you're like a moment where you were like, "Whoa, I was surprised I was even able to do that." You know, kind of deal. Oh, I mean, like the the thing that really caught me off guard was when when I started crying. Um, that was definitely left field. Like we were doing that um, that workshop, and obviously I was partnered with Rhonda, and uh, like the the. The workshop was we had to look at each other for five minutes, right? You have to stare into your partner's eyes for five minutes. And it is awkward to start off with. But, you right. know, if you look at someone for too long, it feels awkward, doesn't it? Yeah. So, like, you know, we'd be doing that and you kind of want to, like, look away. You kind of want to, like, giggle. You kind of want to do something to ease that intensity because it's quite intense. And you want to do something to lighten the mood. But if you push through that, then after, like, two minutes – that feeling goes away and you both get comfortable in the intensity. And so for me, it was like looking at Rhonda and eventually I just started to like piece together all these pieces of information that she told me about her, about her life, about her family. And then it was like this emotion just kind of like <clears throat> came out of nowhere and it properly blindsided me. Like I didn't, I was like shocked. Like I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, was like, am I crying? Like I didn't, I didn't really understand it mm -hmm. and it really was like a massive surprise and I didn't even at the time it felt like oh no one's gonna have seen this no one's gonna have noticed what's going on I tried to like play it down I was like I can't believe I'm gonna be crying on fucking Netflix this is bullshit <laughs> like, but then like I kind of just was like oh, I'm actually I'm just gonna own this and express express what happened and try and talk about it and then that was you know the moment that was definitely the most shocking for me because I guess I just didn't see it coming yeah, you can like you can tell as someone who's watching it like that you're having an experience in that moment. I think yeah. I think a moment of yours that I really liked was when you and Sharon sat down and had like your bro discussion about Rhonda. Like that was a really cool moment. Guys don't yeah. normally talk like that. Yeah. Like think, ever, especially if they're so both going after the same girl. I mean, talk about like I don't know, you 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 stepping up and being just like a really, really big man in that moment and, and, and like just having him put it all on the table and then him going and doing that, that was like, I had never, I never was expected that was going to happen. That was wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that episode kind of was a turning point for the entire cast. Like that, like those moments of you crying and that moment of you talking to Sharon, that was a turning point for the whole cast to kind of be like, okay, like maybe this is a little different experience than like we thought it was from the get-go yeah. and we maybe we should start taking this a little more seriously and you can kind of see some real change in people i don't know how far along that was in your actual experience but like that was pretty early on in the episodes yeah um, yeah i'm trying to think of exact like timeline um <clears throat> but it was relatively early on to be honest like you, how it kind of played out was how it was you know like the guys kind of interestingly i felt like the guys made more progress earlier than the girls and the girls it was a little bit later on and i think that those workshops some of the workshops like worked better with some people than others um but yeah like sharon and Rhonda and myself that was a really interesting dynamic totally. because it was like so many things were at play in that you know it was relatively early on that there was like a a connection between myself and Rhonda and you know sharon and ronda were also flirting a lot and like spending time together and getting to know each other but yet sharon and i were like boys from the start mm -hmm. you know like he's the first lad that i saw went down as like oh my god you're brilliant we're gonna be mates like yeah. it was like that yeah you know so what like i'm in my head i'm like oh my god this is all sorts of fucked up what what am i supposed to do in this situation and then you know sharon obviously says about how his ex-girl cheated on him with his best friend. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, fuck, okay, well, I mean, although we've not known each other for that long, I don't want to cause any sort of harm to this man and bring up any old feelings and anything like that. I, I just felt like there was 
he could gain a lot more out of this situation. There was yeah. a lot more yeah. fun if I like battled him for Ronda and like we ended up our relationship breaking down and all of that. I was like, you know what? For the greater good of everyone, it makes sense for me to just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to take a little. Yeah. Yeah. And the producers, I mean, exactly like you're talking about everything in Sharon's past, they had just put it right in front of us right before those big scenes. Yeah, they freaking laid it up for you to like, you know, everyone's like, oh God, everyone's this guy's like, oh, about no, to crush Oh no, it's going to happen him. again. And, and then, then, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go back in the bench, man. I got you. Good, <laughs> good deal. That was great, man. Uh, we're going to yeah. let you, we're going to let you rock and roll in just a second, Dave, but we have two more things for you. Uh, we did mention the top of the show, your favorite sports memory, because it is a sports podcast. Uh, you've given us such great insight. It could be from you, anything to involve in sports. So you as a player, you as a you know, watching it, anything, your favorite sports memory. Yeah, I think that for me, my favorite sports memory, um, you guys heard earlier that I played rugby when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, so massive, massive rugby fan here in the UK. And, you know, back in 2003, England went and won the Rugby World Cup. We beat Australia and uh, in the final. And Johnny Wilkinson slotted on his wrong foot a drop goal and it went over between the sticks, and he, he he was the man that that won us the World Cup. And so that's like I remember that moment. I was watching the TV with a couple of friends, and had a beer in my hand. And then he scored the drop goal, and I looked, and then the beer was not in my hand anymore, and it was on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those moments. Everyone just you forget you be black out, and everyone's next thing everyone's on top of each other. That's awesome. And then last thing before we let you rock and roll, dog, because uh, you were on a love show and you did go through a change. So I'm sure this answer's changed over the course of the year and since before you started. What are the top five things you see in a woman? Ooh, okay. Cool. Or you're looking uh, for in a woman. Yeah, all right. So I think like one thing, the first thing I notice generally is eyes. Like I'll see their eyes. Yeah. Like if a girl's got like really like piercing eyes i'm like damn okay like right. get my soul like okay you have my attention yeah okay i'm looking at you that's so why you like lydia yeah exactly Those like, eyes were... damn lydia walked up and i was like shit <laughs> yeah there goes the money <laughs> turn to cows i'm like i'm sorry about what's about for what's about to happen mate you're not gonna have any money left <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah definitely eyes to start off with second thing would be like a bubbly personality like i'm like a very energetic person and so like i like to have i like to be around people that have energy mm -hmm. um the third thing would be like intelligence like mm -hmm. I, I find intelligence really attractive so if someone can hold like a really good conversation um that's something which i find like really attractive we're gonna do it for a graphic on instagram we're gonna put the same shit dog don't worry we're, gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> send you out there solo we'll put ours too mine is uh, patience 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 and patience so if that if that yeah. <laughs> i'd say like understanding yeah is probably a good one because yep. um it's something that i've worked a lot on myself so it's nice when someone shows that back mm -hmm. um and then the fifth one would be that she looks after herself, like physically is into some sort of health, some sort of fitness thing that they show respect for their body and, and kind of like of course. to be healthy. Yeah. That's great. Love those answers, man. And dude, thank you so much for joining us today and being so open. Uh, great conversation. Love where it went. Uh, you're a super cool guest and best to you, man. Keep rocking. Keep the fitness thing up. We'll be out there rooting for you uh, and hopefully yeah. jump on one of your Zoom live classes. Uh, <laughs> if you see somebody, if you see somebody dying in the corner, it's Alex, not me. Okay. Whoa. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. David Burt. Uh, this has been uh, a lot of fun. It's been great chatting to you. You've all been amazing. Uh, amazing questions and honestly it's been it's been a great time for me so thanks for having me on the podcast guys of course, of course. Man. thank you thank for joining you, us brother thank you taylor i know you're i know you're on there too so yeah thank you taylor thanks guys this was great oh wow oh, she was I on there as well i didn't <laughs> i thought you were kidding oh man wow guys. the silent assassin <laughs> dang wow call me out of nowhere taylor david thank you guys for joining us all right oh, thanks welcome. guys this is great take care yeah, no. all, all right Bye. Awesome stuff. We said it at the top. We said it throughout. Great guy. 
Hope you got. It's cool to hear him talk about life after and how it's affected him. I thought that was wicked interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, and I how think, he's applied it to his business. I think things are really changing for the people that were on this show very quickly. And yeah, what a weird time. Fast. Yeah, for like all of these things to be happening where they're happening really quickly, but not in person, right? Like yeah. he's, he's at home, he's running all these workouts. <laughs> he's like hundreds of thousands of people just following him, and he's just chilling in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Is it knowing any of these people? I mean, not, you don't know most of your followers at that point, but th- at the same time. And good for he's Yeah, he, I mean, he, I don't know, like, how many people do you really know? Yeah. Like, on a personal level. How many people do I know on a personal level? Yeah. 200? Yeah, like, I was going to say 300 is, 300 is a lot. Yeah, anyone Three. who says that they know more than 300 people. No, and like, like, a personal, like, yeah. can eat lunch with them. That's where I clap. That's where, that's where you draw the line? No, maybe less. I could probably eat lunch with anybody. I don't <laughs> think you're it's that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depends how hungry I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't even know yet exactly. Two hundred, three hundred people. Um, but he's he's handled it all well. He's got his followings grown like hundreds of thousands. Our boy Bryce, who we were pulling for, uh, we didn't mention it in the interview with him, but he was sitting at like a lowly seventy k. Now he's, he's, he's now two hundred thousand. Yeah, six, six figures. What's up? <laughs> Our boy, dude, from LA. So we LA, were LA rooting, Bryce. We were rooting for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get Bryce on the show. At some point. Who knows? Uh, David Burt Whistle, awesome guy. Can't thank him enough for joining. Uh, and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that one. And just a quick friendly, quick friendly reminder that we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag. You guys know it. Use the promo code. My pod, my pod 100. 100 my pod 100 yeah and get a free welcome bonus that you can use to bet no on. not not a welcome bonus um what what betonline.ag does is they actually <laughs> match they match your first deposit do they um, now yeah i don't i don't want to they've been doing that for quite some time and i don't want to lead you astray with with Josh's utter nonsense that, <laughs> that he's been mentioning, I um, got I got a welcome bonus. I'm not pissed about it. I put, I threw down a hundred dollars and I they got, use the promo code MyPod100 at BetOnline.ag. Your first deposit will be matched. Okay, that's great which is, news. Which is great. So and they in, have their online casino. You can do poker, blackjack. Josh, you participated in the online <laughs> casino. Yeah, I think you won a little bit, didn't you? You lost and you won. I won, and then I won. No, I won, then I lost it all. And then I won some of it back, and then I put it all on the Chiefs to win the a Super futures Bowl. Futures bet, NFL. Yeah, no. There's while sports are not going on, obviously. Hit the futures. Um, Hit the. There's links. futures bets. You know, there's online Madden. There's online 2K. You can bet on. There's um, presidential election stuff that you can throw. At, there's, I mean, there's a ton of things that you can throw bets down on. It's honestly like in quarantine, it's gotten almost more interesting because so many ridiculous things have popped up that we can now bet on. Yeah. So go to betonline.ag. I think you were insinuating there that I put the promo code in wrong. No, 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 no. You put the promo code in correctly, and hopefully everyone else out there (laughs) will do the same. And also, um, just I heard this, you know, I I, I read about it on the internet, and I tried it myself. If you're taking a shower, which hopefully you are in this quarantine. Yeah, you tried this. um, Take a cold orange in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And taste it and see what happens because I nice. had a nice experience. I'm not going to say it was uh, life changing or anything like that. Probably. Um, did you did you soap before you did it or after? No, I just kind of got in there. I, the- I let the hot water hit me for warm water hit me for a little while, um, and then I just kind of uh, peeled the orange. And it's a it's refreshing because you don't have to worry about getting the peel anywhere except on the (laughs) shower floor that we share yeah you pick it up and you put it (laughs) in the trash can very generous of you um but yeah something about the olfactory senses opening up and all of these citrus aromas it's kind of nice it's like a seven out of ten like it wasn't world changing and mind bending (laughs) seven out of ten but it was better than a nikki snacks impression (laughs) (laughs) it was better than my my standard orange eating experience so yeah who fucking eats an orange like unless you're at soccer practice i haven't eaten an orange in a while that's what i was thinking about i ate the orange (laughs) and then i was like when was the last time i ate i'm like a clementine tangerine kind of guy i think most people But even still how often are you getting those at the at the store yeah what are you studying for (laughs) potentially um, a little challenge that we might have down the road where... Oh, yeah, we're going to do that before the NBA draft. I'm going to name every lottery pick since 2000. Is that fair? I think it's fair. Yeah. 
like 200 You don't really know him as of now. No. You're but definitely going to need to do some study. Totally. You could rip the, the number ones for sure. Yeah, I, I did that the other day. Yeah. I, yeah, I did that the other day. I did the number twos the other day. I, th- I think that's the method of studying I'm going to utilize is get all the ones down, all the twos down, all the threes down, and then we'll see how it goes. But I have a couple months. I'm going to get on it this weekend. I have nothing better to do. Yeah. It's my first like free weekend in a while. Um, But yeah, David Burt Whistle, amazing stuff. Go watch Too Hot to Handle if you already haven't seen it. And to the fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why, Toss? Uh, because they, they're free, yes. Because they're free. We out ya. We love ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.